This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you once again uh, for another hour of deliciously beautiful technology talk. And yes, we are actually going to talk about technology this week. What we do every week mm. with Mark Afalalalalo. Hello. <laughs> are you all right over there? Uh, I'm here in, in spirit. Oh, I see. Okay, what, what are you buying now? I don't know what you're talking about. Click Amazon Close. <laughs> <laughs> check the basket, check the delivery address, payment method. Uh, Sean Priest is also here. Uh, hello, Sean Priest. Are you buying anything on Amazon? Of course you're not. Of course not. You know me. It's funny, isn't it? It's just, you can always tell when someone's not listening to you properly. They're, I don't know what it is. You just know that, st- uh, that Mark was just somewhere else. He wasn't here. I'm right here. He's, he's always somewhere else. He's a, he's yeah. a busy guy. He's a yeah. busy... Physically, exactly. he's right there. there. Yeah, but, you know, there's here, and then there's, you know, here. <laughs> uh, anyway, good to have you with us, in spirit or otherwise. Uh, yeah, we're here for another week of uh, the uh, thing that we call Double Tap Canada. <laughs> and, you know, I want to start off, guys, with an announcement. Uh-oh. This just in. I've got the music finished. <laughs> yeah, we're all waiting for the bed to finish so we can hear you. Come yeah, it, took, it takes so long for that to stop, honestly. Could someone fix that? Um, Okay, so here's the thing. I think everybody should buy an Apple Mac. There, I said it. I've just said it, and I know you're going to shout at me. You know, know, Sean, hang on, Stephen Sahalia. Sean, isn't it tiring how much of a fanboy he is? Are we going to ignore the sound that just happened? Who's at the door, Stephen? I've just just (laughs) muted myself because someone's just at my front door. That's your front door. I thought it was Stephen's front door. Well, I quickly unplug my it's Amazon. It's not my front door. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you know, when, I, I turned on Do Not Disturb on my ODA. I turned so on Do Not Disturb. I'm sure You're I changing didn't. changing the anyway. subject here. Stop changing the subject, Stephen. <laughs> it's exhausting, Mark. I'll be uh, honest with you. Only two minutes in and we've lost the track already. The, <laughs> the answer to every question from Stephen is, oh, just, just get an Apple Mac. Just get a MacBook. Just get an M1. Yeah, I know. It's just quite it's, frankly, it's, it's exhausting. You get a Mac, and you know I've gone ahead and muted Stephen right now, so he can't even speak. This is, <laughs> You've got the power. I the, not even that I have the power. It's just that I know that it'll take him at least five to six seconds to find the mute button with the screen reader. So <laughs> I have the advantage. He's he's on camera here, just screaming he's, at the microphone, going "Wow!" Okay, let's turn him back on. Oh, hello. I'm glad you did, because I would never have found that mute button. I mean, I could barely find the volume slider to turn the bed down. So, I mean, you know, what chances have I got with the mute button? interactive quick nav mode of your beautiful Apple Mac to find the mute button, or maybe even the item picker. With the spin of a cooker on a PC. Yeah, well, here's the thing, right? If it just says button, it doesn't mean anything. So, you know, that's the problem. On this thing, we've got on Riverside here, the mute button is just button. The good news is I figured that out. So at least I know that when it says button, it's a mic mute. So, you know, every cloud... Oh, I don't know. Anyway, yes, I do think that people should buy Macs, and I'll tell you why. Because here's the thing, right? I am 
loving the Mac. And here's why. Because now I've found Item Chooser, Control Option I, VOI, uh, if you're a voiceover user, the best thing in the world ever. Then uh, as long as you know what you're looking for, or you've got a rough idea what you're looking for, you can navigate websites, you can navigate the system. It's so much quicker. You know, yesterday, Sean and I were on uh, on here, I think, and we were trying to do something. And, you know, hearing him tab, tab, yeah. tab, 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 arrow, 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 arrow. 14 like, hours I was on hours here yesterday. And I'm just he like, wouldn't I'm there. let me go. I'm there in seconds. No, 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 no. Look, Item Chooser has been there since the very beginning. I will admit it's incredibly useful, but it's not the answer to everything. You still yes, need... It look, it just makes up for the... No, it makes up for the awful voiceover model of interacting and the VO left and right. It's awful. And the Item Chooser is just like a, a slight silver lining in the... Um, I'm going to say... Dog droppings that is voiceover on the movie. Oh, Ooh, come dog on. droppings. Come there, I've said oh, it. Wow. I've said it. What, in comparison to Narrator on Windows, which is, of course, a glorious delight, which means everyone's cancelled their JAWS contract. And, oh, I've just heard Freedom Scientific and Vespero have gone bust. Oh, no, hang on. That's not the case. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not pushing narrator as a uh, as it's better or worse, actually. I'm not. No, NVDA is the king for me, but I'm just saying... Voiceover isn't fit for purpose. I've got a question, but it's the it's the built-in option. Yes. Have the voices have the voices on these screen readers gotten any smarter with the use of AI? The reason I ask this is because I've been using a new service uh, to play with what they call synthetic voices, and they sound pretty pretty damn good. This is just ridiculous, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh, thanks, thanks, Granddad. That, that's great. <laughs> Is that granddad? Does it sound like granddad? His name is his name is Arthur. This is just ridiculous, Stephen. Hi, Arthur. Granddad Arthur. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Do you want to hear a natural voice here from narrator? My name is not granddad. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Oh, fun with TTS. I love it. You know, my wife and I used to do this on computers back in the nineties. Um, we used to always stick a little earphones in our MacBook, and it was power books back then, and we'd make it say really rude things in the class. It was very funny. Uh, is Sean playing his audio, or are we just going to sit here for the next hour? Oh, we sorry. Wait, Hang on. Wait. Here for the next hour and just wait. Riverside.fm studio. Double tap Canada studio personal. There you go. Search window. How does that what, what if that was at normal speed? Because I know you've sped that up intentionally. No, I just spent the time to slow that oh, really? down. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. Right. Okay. For the muggle in the room, let's slow it down even more. Just call me a muggle. offensive. Yeah, that's, that's offensive, isn't it? Riverside.fm Studio. Start window. Search. Search box. Edit. Type here to search. Cinco de Mayo. How's that? It's oh, nice. Wow. That is nice. I am not a muggle. <laughs> here's, here's where this gets creepy, guys. Okay, this is a kid. Okay, take a listen to this one. Wow. I am not a muggle. That sounded oh, pretty scarily. Yeah. Do you, you know, know something? I actually think that sounds quite good. Does it? Well, the voice yeah. is good, yeah, but here's the, and that's wow. the thing, right? So young kids. I am not a muggle. That's terrible. Um, uh, got, well, a lot of, got a lot terrible. of time, got a lot of work to put into this stuff. But, but you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there you have voices that can suit kids, that can suit young adults, and even people like Arthur. Uh, so that, that all works out quite nice. Uh, and whoever it's interesting because, yeah, yeah, whoever Arthur is. Um, but I, I do think it's interesting to see how these voices have developed. Yet, I will say to, to your question, Mark, no, they haven't really developed that much in screen readers. They have. On the Microsoft side, and kudos to Microsoft on this. They've brought in some fantastic new voices. Um, on the Mac side, they're still using a lot of the old voices. I mean, there's a voice on there called Fred that is, I guess, 
the Mac equivalent oh. of eloquence on PC, right? On the on the JAWS software. And um, Fred is Mr. Robot. He does Mr. Robot. He reads our emails. And it's all very, you know, monotone. And that's the way those voices were at the start. Um, but they have developed. Now we have uh, the voice I'm using at the moment is Alex. Uh, I can't play Alex to you, but uh, Alex, the weirdest thing about Alex, and it's the one thing you have to get used to, is that Alex breathes. It's Alex the asthmatic. As he talks, he'll... <gasps> yes, that's right. Really? <laughs> he'll, he'll take a little breath. It's a bit weird when he's reading... But it, it's fine when he's reading an email and stuff. It's just when it's doing it all the time, it's a bit weird. You know, section row 14, <gasps> tab four. And you're like, hang on, what? You know, it's just also a bit... It almost feels like someone... If, if it's out in the room and it's late at night and the lights are off... Does he, does he breathe in the proper places? Yeah, yeah. He does, actually. He's pretty good at it. I mean, it's not a bad, it's not a bad voice. It's oh, not wow. a bad voice at all. And, you know, it's interesting because... A lot of blind people do have their favourites when it comes to voices, right, Sean? So, you know, we, we do have this. It's a bit like, um, I don't know what the equivalents would be, but I suppose colours for, for sighted people, right? I love red. I love yellow. Um, but, you know, for us, it's like, I like Alex. <laughs> and then someone else likes Daniel. And, of course, frankly, if you like Daniel, we can't be friends because Daniel is the spawn of the devil. In awful. Terms of voice Absolutely yeah, awful. No, no, no. It's like the wallpaper, right? It's like everyone's desktop wallpaper. You know, yeah, the, that's right. Want to personalize it to yourself. And uh, for us, it's the voice that you choose. And, you know, it's very true that most of us guys out here will have a, uh, a nice sounding female voice. Um, I don't think that's anything in particularly um, sexist in itself. I just think it's, you know, we have our own favorite voices and some of them are nice. Uh, it does always feel like. Yeah, you know, with any iOS update, it used to be, ooh, what new voices have we got? And we haven't had a new real voice in a long time. We've had no. Siri add a few voices, but Eva. Um, it is something that, <sighs> yes. It, then, you know, you. I just no, think we see so much, like Mark's saying, we see so much work in synthetic voices, and they sound amazing. Some of those demos that are out there right now are absolutely amazing. I would be pushed to tell if it's synth or not. Yet, in screen readers, we're still lagging. Yeah, it's interesting you mention Siri voices, actually. I forgot about that. Yeah, because I suppose that is the innovation. That is probably the closest to new voices we've seen. They are new voices that are available for screen reader users, that, you know, as well as the ones that they will let you use. For example, the new voice that came out, and I don't know the official term of this, and I don't want to get myself in trouble, although I know I probably would anyway. Um, but, you know, essentially it's a voice, a sexless voice. Is that the way to say it these days? A genderless voice? I, I don't know what the right term is. I think so it's genderless. Genderless, right. Mm. So it's a genderless voice. Gender neutral, sorry. Yes, okay, let's go there. I feel all hip now. I'm gender, well, I'm not gender neutral, but the voice is. Um, I don't know what I am. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. Look, I'm, <laughs> this just in. I'm finished. Uh, that's what I am, I'm finished. But uh, no, I, I think that, you know, those voices are certainly improving a little bit. There is a, a slight problem with those silly voices on voiceover on the Mac. Uh, if you enable them as your voiceover voice, you will get them twice. You will get them twice. And it's very annoying, and it's very annoying when it does it all the time, and it does it all the time. Oh, well done. <laughs> and that's how it reads. Oh, it boy, so, oh, boy. so irritating. Yeah, exactly. Um, good job it's double tap, right? Because, <laughs> you know, we can do that on double. No, oh, mind. clever. Oh, Double, 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 double. Uh, right, we'll be back with more. Stick around. This is Double Tap Canada. We have your emails to get to. And I, I don't know who's in trouble this week. I think it's Mark, but I think it's probably me as well. Uh, Sean, you know what? Not me. You're, oh, great. You're opinion neutral this week. Congratulations. Ooh. <laughs> Hey, 
Double Tappers. Want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, okay, let's get to some emails then uh, because last week we talked about Twitter. We talked about Elon Musk buying it. And, uh, well, we got some feedback in. And uh, is, is it looking good, Mark? Are we, are we in the clear? Are we, did what we say, was it good? Um, depends on which email you're talking about. Oh, well, okay, right, fine. Uh, <laughs> let, let's let's go with the long one, because I know there was one that came in that uh, gets into long quite one. a bit of I love, I love the, the description of this stuff. Let's go with the long one. <laughs> well, so it's got a lot of words in it. Okay, Does yeah, that help? Yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of words. This comes to us from uh, Wayne McMinney. What a great last name. Mike Minnie. Yeah. Mike Minnie. Yeah, I love that name. What? I want uh, that name. Wayne, Wayne, Can I Wayne marry Mills. you, Wayne? <laughs> Wayne Mills writes us, Morning, chaps. I was listening to my podcast whilst having my morning cup of tea in the garden. garden. Sorry, my accent was coming through there. Yeah. Uh, sun shining at least for a few Which minutes one? before the clouds drifted across from the good old pennies. And thought I'd offer a couple of thoughts. You were talking about the metaverse and what uses it might have in the future. Oh, I yeah, think you it. might need to turn your, on your imagination, Chip, just to extend the landscape a little bit. Oh. The intention is to recreate what will be the entire world in the metaverse. This means you'll be able to travel and see everything around the world from your living room. Imagine using the LiDAR facility on your iPhone to scan yourself into the metaverse as an avatar. In an imaginary world, you'll be able to assign superpowers to yourself, a bit like the X-Men. It kind of sounds like the Matrix, actually. Uh yeah. This will mean, for example, you give yourself the power of flight and fly to Paris or the United States or the Amazon. You could even d- Amazon, the warehouse. Uh, you could even <laughs> dive into the bottom of the <laughs> Mariana Trench to see what life is like there. The imaginary uh, will genu- the imagery will be genuinely filmed footage, but translated into next generation virtual reality. I guess he's kind of describing what, what VR was supposed to be, right? Yeah, uh, but hang on, hang on. Be- before we go on to that, right? Because I, this is exactly the point I think I was trying to make last week. Before you two hijacked it and went off in your little, you know, oh, you can just go down the mall and you can wander around the shops. This is what I was saying. This is the world we're going to live in. This is it. Everything is going to be the metaverse. It's going to be Ready Player One around here. Right, right. Stop. Let's finish the email first because I'm I'm biting my tongue at the minute. You can effectively fly to the moon or Mars using virtual reality translation of footage gathered by the Perseverance rover. For education, you could overlay historical representations over actual sites and live in that metaverse. Imagine Viking York or Roman Pompeii, but the people in the metaverse are people around the world today living with you in that history with representations being fully accurate to that time. Mm -hmm. You would be almost time traveling. This would make a great case. I don't know if you've ever seen these books. Um, he's sorry, this is not the email. Uh, like Montreal, then and now. So it'll show you like 50 years ago what a, like an area of the city looked like yeah. compared to what yep. it is now. This would be phenomenal if you could put augmented reality and say, oh, oh let's look at this area right now, what it looked like 50 years ago. Okay. Uh, how about actually participating in Anglo-Saxon England in 1066, where you were at the Battle of Hastings or the crucifixion of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago, wow. as historically accurate as it can be made? With Ow. with with snacks? I mean, what? I mean, this just seems Popcorn. a bit I mean, weird. Well, this is the thing. You'll be able to be at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, but go to your right and say, can I get some popcorn? Yeah, the uh, like a hot dog stall. Yeah. yeah. You'll hear someone in the background, souvenirs, souvenirs. 
<laughs> Make crucifix is great again. By uh, all the, the benefits for this people with physical disabilities, particularly those who may have paralysis. This is very true, unless yeah. they somehow work in Neuralink to this. Uh, in terms of shopping, popping down to your local shops or using Amazon has some benefits, as Mark talked about. I win, I win. Uh, you could also, <laughs> however, pop into any other store around the world and have them delivered to you. You could nip around the two local coffee shops near Mark and have a cup in virtual person. Stephen Sean could follow you home for a party too. That's just <laughs> creepy. Uh, from the Twitter point of view, Elon is simply returning it to what it was originally meant to be—a place of genuine equality and diversity. It is the far left, act- far left activists who claim they want to represent diversity, but they mean only those ideas and thoughts they define as correct. They seek to destroy the economic and career life of anyone who trods over their position. This is not respect for equality or diversity. It is a model of oppression and tyranny. Yeah, well. Can I just can I just say on that yeah, exactly yeah but can I also just say on that point uh, you know there, there's um, far left and far right and I think they yes. all have their own activists and I, I I really don't like the politicization of a lot a lot of this you just have people with very strong opinions on both sides now yes some would argue that well their their side's worse well the, 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 and you know what those guys will say the same about you right so. Let's not make it a left-right thing. Let's not even make it a political thing. It's just that there are people on the fringes of everything in society. Um, and those are, the, those are the conversations that are highlighted at the moment on Twitter because of the algorithms that bring it up. And we're just as bad for looking at it. You know, we sit there with our popcorn and watch not the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, but the crucifixion of, you know, some celebrity on Twitter who's being roasted alive for saying something, you know, they said 10 years ago. Um, and that happens left and right. So, you know, I, I'm not keen on the kind of far left spe- specific on that. But um, anyway, back to the point about the metaverse, because I think, Sean, you had plenty to say on this. I did. Sorry, who was that email from? That's Wayne from Mac our Mini. good friend, Mr. Uh, Wayne Mills. Mac Mini. Wayne Mills. Wayne Mac <laughs> Mini M1 Wayne Mills. <laughs> uh, okay, great Wayne. name. Mac uh, Mini yeah. M1. <laughs> Hang on. Look, all those things you mentioned there are absolutely correct, right? And it's all to do with leisure. And you could argue education. I heard exactly the same thing, not only about VR back in the day, but also when we started to use CD-ROMs as digital storage media. It was all, imagine where you could go with this video that we can store now in high-definition video, and then DVDs came along in Blu-ray. And it was all, just imagine what you can do. And you know what? It turns out that people honestly don't care. All we want to do is be able to be productive as much as we can. When it comes to leisure, yes, there are cool things out there. When it comes to education, it does sound amazing to be able to look around these you know, wonders of the world virtually. But you know what? Most of the schools can't afford this stuff. Most of the time it doesn't happen. So I just think the metaverse at the minute is just so much um, smoke and mirrors. Um, it sounds great, but when it comes to produ- productivity, like we said last time about the shopping, yeah, I can see actual uses when it comes down to things like clothes shopping and things absolutely for for the most part though i just want to open up a web browser open up safari on my phone hit buy now and i'm done i don't want to be flying across the universe with my special powers it's all tech titillation that's what i'm gonna say absolute hogwash no 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 i think i I, listen i love the ideas i think that the concept is great but it's going to take a lot of people and a lot of buy-in for people to actually create this is the experiences and we're not there yet because they would have done it for vr Correct. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And VR never really took off in the way I think people wanted it to. But then I don't know. I think that this idea 
you know, we, we are seeing these ideas creep in over time. It's like the driverless car thing, right? It's not going to happen overnight, but what you're seeing is a gradual move towards it. Every iteration of a car has got a new feature, whether it parks itself or it can, you know, stop itself if it detects someone in front of it. You know, you start to see these small build towards this approach. And, and VR, I guess, is one of those steps towards the metaverse. Uh, what they have to do, though, is simplify the technology. They have to make it less bulky. And I think that's when people will maybe get a bit more buy-in, to be honest. Once you can just wear a pair of regular glasses that has all this capability in it, then I think you might get some more buy-in. More people will be likely to wear it. And, yeah. you know, the idea of going out as well and, and exploring, I think that's that would be a really cool part. I mean, can you imagine history class? I remember when I was at school, history class for me was, you know, ridiculously oversized books. You know, with you know, because they were all enlarged in print for me, uh, and you know, all the other kids sitting there with dusty old books and being you know bored to death by the teacher regaling the story of some war be back in you know thirteen hundred that no one really cared about anymore. And like, oh, when's break? Whereas now, you know, they can live it in the middle of the classroom with this technology. Hey, yes, please, I'll go back Which to school for that. Do. Are, are no, you no, kidding me? Are Not you unless you make it me? Call of Duty. Kids like are make no, it a mod rubbish. Pack. No, that's rubbish. They don't care. It's all about being in school. They'll be bored out of their head. They'll oh, be writing rubbish. rude words over the smart glasses. Uh, no, kids are terrible. Wow. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Well, I have to say I don't entirely disagree with that statement. Um, but <laughs> I love you, children. Yeah, they're Hello. all they're all terrible. If you're listening, yeah. I mean, you know what? What did they do? They can't vote. They just kick you back at the back of your seat on a plane. Um, oh, I'm, I'm talking to my children specifically. Oh, I see, right. Okay. Uh, I, I don't have case. kids, you see. I get the freedom to yeah, see yeah, my life. No. I don't care. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I don't know. I do find this, this whole thing very interesting. I like this idea, and this is what I was trying to get to last week, is that I think the end result of this could be the world itself. And I, you know, I watched that movie Ready Player One that I didn't think I would enjoy. Uh, <clears throat> and I actually did. I really enjoyed the story. I really enjoyed the, the idea of it. I'm not sure I liked it. I mean, it was a bit dystopian. The whole world has gone to hell you know, and we're all just living in caravans and all of a sudden, you know, we're just putting on our headsets and buying body suits and just sitting in our chair for all the, the days, you know, and working in, in that world as well. I must have missed that. I obviously didn't have AD. Were we all living in caravans? Was it, was it caravans? Or more, more motorhomes, whatever you call it? I don't know. I don't know. I thought I that's what remember. they were in. I didn't, I yeah, didn't think probably. it was houses. But uh, anyway, the point yeah. is, you know, the world had gone to hell and basically we'd given up on it. And it feels a little bit like we're going that way. And that's the sad bit about this. You know, but we're not. We're not. Nah, that's what people oh, want. Come that's on. No I mean, people... how much? How, you know, how many times have we been told the world is going to end because of all? Well, not world is going to end, but the, well, every po- time I listen to you, our, you always tell me our that our population is going to disappear because of the state we've left the world in. And you know, that's that's not an opinion, right? That's that is it's going to happen at some point. Well, we're, right? What are you talking about? Every, everything's going to happen at some point. Look, exactly. The thing is, this. This... <laughs> so so you're right. Sorry, yeah. I take it all back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, no, no, look, no, you think, you think want... the way we're going is it's all going to be fine? You know, once the oil dries up, once yes, the... yes, it's all I do. Yes, utopia. Yes, yes, once we're yes I do. Yeah, we as, we'll as a, swim, a species guys. are getting better and better at all the time. We're not, we're not degenerating here. We're getting better. Yes, we have blips in our in our journey, but we're getting better anyway. That's that, we're getting all a bit deep. What I'm saying is the the whole Ready Player One. Everyone wants that. They're they're, they're wishing for it. At the same time, we're seeing the dangers of it. Like you said, it was dystopian. You know, yeah. it, it comes down to that thing. I, I go back to Red Dwarf, a, a British sitcom, sci-fi sitcom, where better than life. And the whole thing was that it was mm. it turned into a drug. You know, you got this virtual reality game that you just plug in and it's better than life. Then, yeah, like The Matrix, then why do you want to live in the real world? But here's, here's the thing, you? right? The, the, the reason that I think Wayne's brought this up in particular, and he alludes to this, is that there are a lot of disabled people who 
would feel more connected to a world like that because you know you know okay you could say blind people are included in this they certainly are but there are a lot of people who cannot physically leave their homes and the idea yeah. of being able to take part in a society that coexists. So at the moment, for example, today's example of that would be a hybrid conference. So if you wanted to go to um, CSUN in the States and you couldn't physically get there, and that could be for a whole range of reasons. It could be your disability. It could be the cost of getting to California, which obviously isn't cheap to do. So, you know, a lot of people don't go, but they want to go. So they might attend a virtual version of it. And, you know, we saw through the pandemic the impact that, that had on disabled people. You know, it's interesting because there's a real split in opinion, I think, on this. When, you know, you think about, you know, able-bodied people versus disabled people talking about conferences and virtual conferences, able-bodied people are like, oh, no, no, we've got to get back out there. We've got to be back in person. And not everybody, obviously, but there is a, a, a much, I mean, you listen to the news, you listen to opinion polls. They say people want to get back to the office. They want to get back to in-person events because there's a lot of benefits to that. Absolutely right. But what we need to think about is, adding on to that some kind of hybrid version, right? So if you have a conference, make do a hybrid version, have a virtual version as well. And that is essentially an extension of what, or what could be the metaverse, that it's a world that exists in conjunction with. So, you know, someone goes to a coffee shop, you know, the, the, the cheap and nasty way to do it right now is just to sit an iPad on the other chair and just talk to your friend. Um, that is arguably you in the metaverse to some degree, having it a is. coffee I, with a friend, right? But it's, I was going to make exactly that point. That's that's all it is. It's it's just void. That's all we're talking about here. And but it connects just, people. That's the point. It brings people together. Yeah, but we're there already. We're there. Why are we suddenly making that the, having an avatar, some sort of digital presence, is the end all and be all? It, it, it just isn't. People are rejecting that all. all well, you know why? That because teams... you know why? Because there's not a decent iPad stand that you can take with you. That's the problem, right? <laughs> it's always falling down. You can't. You can't sit up against the other cups. It'll fall. No. What's this? What's this obsession with going out for virtual coffee? I can't think of anything worse. Awful. I. Well, yeah, I'll be honest, going out generally these days is enough of a challenge for me, right? Getting out the front door <laughs> is enough of a challenge sometimes. So, um, uh, yeah, virtual coffee does sound nice. And it's interesting because I have had some of these virtual coffees. No, it doesn't. No, I have. I've had some of these virtual coffees with friends recently. We, we, we actually, you know, present it to ourselves that way. It's like, hey, do you want to do, do a virtual coffee? And it is just literally, I get a cup of coffee, so do they. They sit in their front room, I sit in my office or my front room, and we do the same thing, and it's kind of... And you have a know, phone call. Yeah, we have That's a phone it. call, yeah, exactly. I Which has been around for decades, you know, I don't even know, how many years has Don't spot my virtual coffee! Don't oh, ruin my on, day! Now. Grow up! <sighs> anyway. Did we clear that up? I, I think we sorted that out. Hello, Mark, you all right? I'm okay. Did we get to any more emails? No, we didn't, did we? No, we not at all. One email. That's... More emails coming up. <laughs> That's right. Stick around. More emails coming. You see, this is just, this is brilliant. Stick around, it's Double Tap Cat. <laughs> this is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. Now, you guys know I love this tune uh, because this is our uh, going home theme. But it's not the going home theme because we still have another segment to do. So, basically, it's all gone horribly wrong. And I blame Sean Priest. Oh, oh, right. Oh, sorry. Is this the... I, I didn't even notice this wasn't the right bed. Is this Yeehaw? This is the Yeehaw. 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 Okay, okay. Yeehaw. So what are we going to do for the, the next I segment? I have no then? idea. Ah, right, good. Well, everyone look forward to that. I then. have Stay no tuned. idea what I'm doing. This, so this was poorly this, planned. Can I tell you something? This <laughs> yes. new software that we're using to do this show is brilliant and terrible all at the same time. <laughs> Teething problems, I believe it's called. It's fine. It'll all work out in the end. Do you know when I started, right, we used to have racks and racks 
of like cart machines and there was CD players, mini disc players and recorders. You would just you know fire in a mini disc, you you know count wax count fifteen and then hit play. I remember the yeah. days when I used to have to do ad breaks with a mini di- two mini disc machines, right? And you'd have you know mini disc one set to one ad, the second one set to the second ad. You'd be back and forth, back and forth. Uh, you'd fire out one mini disc to get the other jingle one in, and you and you do it all, and it all sounded perfect, and it was seamless on air. And uh, <laughs> now uh, it's all on a screen, and you think it's easier. I'm not entirely like, convinced. If you get yourself, get yourself a Windows PC, you may be able to use this interface quite easily. I tell you, this probably not. No, if I if I, if I uh, didn't have item chooser, we'd be screwed today. <laughs> That's honest to God, it is the best feature in the world. Hey, listen, speaking of uh, stuff, I, I bought these a while ago, and. It's weird, right? I love when you find something new about something you've bought a couple of weeks or a month into it. And I can't remember the actual model number of these, so maybe Mark can look it up for me if he's uh, so kind to do so. Uh, I bought these Rode headphones. It's the first time they've actually brought out a pair of headphones. They've got all kinds of fancy features to them, like So they've got um, it's nice, smooth gel ear cup uh, foam in there as well. So you've got gel as well as foam, so it keeps your ears nice and cool as you use them during the day. Nice. It's got I've nice got hot ears. Yeah, it's well, nothing worse. Exactly, you know. And uh, I've got a nice little headband as well, which actually is very, very strong, very robust. These are very solid. Um, and, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, just weirdly, it came to my mind the other day was I hope I'm wearing these the right way around because I can't tell which is left and right. And it sounds pretty much the same either way, to be honest. Sometimes you can tell with the way they, they fit. Um, and the other thing is you can't always tell by the cable either because on these, you can actually choose which ear you connect the 3.5mm to 3.5mm headphone jack to, which connects it to, in this case, the microphone I'm recording to into. So you can actually choose the side. So wherever the cable goes on your desk, off to the left or off to the right, you can just plug it into either side, which is really cool. But yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, God, it'd be great if I knew, it'd be great if I knew, and I'm just a feeling around. I'm like, oh, hello, what's that? And like, oh, and I checked both sides and, oh, L, R. In Braille! In Braille! <gasps> it was wow. amazing! So yeah, they've actually got Braille marks on them to tell you which is left and right. Now, I know it sounds like a silly thing, but actually, no, it doesn't. I think that's a great thing. It's brilliant. Yeah, I think it's Funny great, enough. Sean. I, I think it's absolutely amazing. And uh, you, you discovered this while I was talking to you, I think, <laughs> yeah, because you suddenly yeah. had some sort of fit um, <laughs> and, and started shouting. Uh, yes, well done. I, th- I think was I was good. hungry, probably. That's <laughs> yes. more likely the <laughs> but case. Then, like that afternoon or the next day, I saw someone post on Twitter, and sorry, I can't remember who it was, but someone posted on Twitter exactly the same thing. Yep. It's like, wow, did did these suddenly come up overnight? These braille dots, because everyone seems to just suddenly. It's a braille display. Them. Tomorrow they'll change to something else. Is yeah, it, they just don't expect them, and you didn't even look for them. That's why I didn't expect them. Yeah, you don't. And yeah, I didn't because that's not that's not a common feature on headphones. To be fair, um, and I, I don't think I've ever seen them on a pair of headphones before. Uh, it may well have happened, but these also these ear cups are huge, and there is actually like a an embossed. I don't know what it is. Um, there's something embossed on the side of the headphones. It may well be like a logo or something. It doesn't feel like anything. It feels like yeah. it has an O to me. Um, an O with a line. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, there's, there's something going on. Ghostbusters. <laughs> or maybe it's, the o, it's a promotional it, does, thing. O, does the O, Mark? You can tell me because you can see it. That the road logo does it have an O? Well, obviously there's an O in it. But it does, does it have the road a, logo has a with line in it in the O? And there's a line in the O, right? Okay, so Correct. that's what that is. Right, okay, so that's the logo on the side, and that's as far as I went. But if you actually, is it on both cups? Yeah. And if you just oh. go up from there to the middle, just almost to where the, the end of the, the ear cup is at the top, um, you'll find the little L and R 
in Braille. Really uh, nice signage Braille as well. So oh, you lovely. just love it when you discover something like that. It just makes the world a nicer place just for that split second. I, I, I had a similar experience. I'm going to share it with you now, Stephen. Go on then. I found a keyboard shortcut. And there's nothing like finding a new keyboard shortcut. And you think, where have you been all my life? Mm. I think I love you. And mine was Windows, Shift, and V. Any ideas what that would do? Windows, Shift, V. Nope, no idea. Tricky one. It's a paste or something, no? No, well, it jumps to the notifications, the little pop-up toasters Ah. you get in the bottom right. Pop-up toasters. That's what, that's, isn't that what they used to be called in Windows 8, the toasties? Because they I pop don't up think like a so. slice of. I think you're wrong there, sir. Now, you could do just Windows A, which would jump you to the, um, what's it, the notification window or whatever it is. But I hated that. Mm. Uh, I just want to jump. If I get a calendar thing, it stays there in the bottom right corner. And uh, I like to get rid of it. Windows, Shift, and V would put focus onto your little notification pop-ups. Now, this is Windows 11 because it used to be Windows and V, simple as that on Windows, I think it was 10, but that no longer worked on 11. So there you go, Windows 11 users, Windows, Shift, and V. It's changed my life. Well, I know, you go. sorry. You can't, are, yeah, it's, and that's, that is... Ab- Awkward silence. Now, that's, I was actually just checking to see, the, you, you give me inspiration there, you see, and I was about to try uh, a shortcut mm. just before I, I said it, and I'm glad I didn't say it because I don't know what the hell that's done to my computer, but um, I hope I'm still here with you guys uh, because <laughs> yes, I, I don't know what it's done to my computer, but something weird has happened. Anyway, uh, yeah, don't, don't, we'll not bother with that one. But the one I will mention, which is actually what... what Again, I love it when you find a keyboard shortcut. The one on Windows I loved, which is not a Windows shortcut, it's a JAWS-specific one, but it does change your life. And that is Mm. insert space, which opens up that layer menu that only JAWS can access. And uh, it's H for history. And what it does is it basically brings up Ah, a window with all the, the text that has been spoken. So every single thing the screen reader has said is just available to you in a big list that you can just arrow up and down. So say, for example, you are on an email and someone says, email me, uh, my address is blah, 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 blah. And you maybe can't remember what the email is and you can't go back to get the email address. So you're finding it difficult to access that particular piece of text. You can just go into JAWS history, uh, pull it up and select the text and, and copy it and do what you like. Same for phone numbers, same for anything, frankly. And it's really, really useful because that's it's the kind of thing you need sometimes just to be able to access. And sometimes the text you um, you hear, you can't always access easily to, no. uh, to, to, you know, to select or use in any kind of meaningful way. So there yeah, is an equivalent on the Mac, that. copy last phrase to clipboard, which I was trying to remember. It's, some, it's like yes. VO shift C, I think is what it is. Um, but uh, and that's that's pretty cool. And you can set you can even uh, on the Mac set it to you can select a bunch of text and you can have it output the entire thing to an MP3 file on your desktop just like that, um, which is kind of cool as well. So if you want to just maybe t- the idea was originally I think this feature was built for say you had a a lot of notes you wanted to listen through you could just chuck them onto your iPod at the time and you could listen to them on the move. You could just take a document or you could take a, a book or essentially just turn it from text into audio. And just stick it straight onto your... A lot of people use that. A lot of students use that. Um, yeah. I don't know if that, people use that feature as much anymore, but certainly the copy last phrase, again, is brilliant because you can just take it straight into a text document, paste it in, and then work on it. So, for example, I, I use it on Twitter all the time because I find it very hard to navigate to get the text from Twitter I'm trying to get to. Maybe it's a link or maybe it's something that just isn't accessible. Um, I can just have Twitter read it or voiceover read it and then just quickly copy it and it will take it straight to the 
the, uh, the, the, the document. So there's loads of ways. And that's the thing with voiceover. And I have to say, this is the same thing with screen readers across the board. It's all about learning these little workarounds, these, these little hacks, which when you put them all together, help you navigate and help you do your job. It's not that there's a simple uh, way to do it. There are lots of ways, many doors, same room approach that I often talk about when I'm, yeah. when I'm training people with this. Um, but no, I mean, it's interesting because I've gone all in on the Mac. And, uh, you know, in the past few weeks. I think it's just because, if I'm honest, my brain just can't take any more with all these different screen readers and different things. I'm just like, you know what, guys? I need stuff, I need to get stuff done. Uh, I can't be sitting here trying to relearn everything every time I sit down and use a computer. I mean, I love Windows. I think Windows is great. I have nothing against Windows at all. And I have to say kudos to Microsoft for doing amazing work on Narrator. Uh, NVDA is brilliant. JAWS is excellent. It all is brilliant. But at some point, you need to make a choice uh, for you. And because of the fact that you've got FaceTime and iMessage, I'm able to use my laptop to do everything. And last week, for the very first time, I was in, in a, wait for it, guys, an actual coffee shop. Why? Not a, not, not a virtual one. With people around uh, you. But yeah, an actual coffee shop. With real coffee? With real coffee. To knock over and scold yourself? I, I, it didn't happen, thankfully, this time. Um, but, you know, I did the full touch test. I made sure I knew where all the edges were. I made sure that I had a table yeah. to myself. I made sure, you remember I, when you knocked three in a row off the table? That was a complete disaster, yes. Three coffees ah, in one sitting. Glorious. It was, I mean, never sit outside uh, on a windy day and never sit at a table. Always do the wobble test. That was the day I, I did the wobble test from, from that <laughs> point forward. How wobbly is this table? If there's any wobble to it, get away from it because it is just going to be a disaster. Uh, three cups of coffee smashed was. to bits. Um, yeah. And I, I've never been back to that place ever since because I just can't go in there. And you're not allowed. I know. Well, there's that as well, yeah. Banned. Uh, Mark. Yeah, what oh, emails hi. Have we got? yeah. Sorry, what? Hi. Oh, yeah. Yes. We've got an email here from our good friend, Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca writes, well, I could not get the virtual version of Chrome's Flex OS to work, but I was able to get accessible coconut for Linux to start. Is she talking in code here? Uh, virtual <laughs> machines might be a perfect solution for disability centers with limited budgets. Are there other accessible virtual machines that I can try in VMware Player? I would like to install Windows 10 and Windows 11 in a virtual machine, though the new security restrictions might make it that more difficult. Can I throw a story in here? Mm. My son and anybody with kids who play video games, um, I mean, you guys know Discord is a, is a popular video game chat platform. Yeah. And... Um, I've learned recently that Discord is also one of the most hacked platforms that exists on a PC. Oh, okay. Uh, and my son woke me up at six o'clock in the morning on Sunday because there were servers that he randomly joined in Discord while he was sleeping. Not only that, but he mm. got three receipts for purchases he made on my credit card um, oh. in Discord. Thankfully, nothing in Discord is overly expensive. Uh, roughly, I don't know, eighty dollars was was spent in total. So uh, you know, <laughs> so here's what happened. Really... So he, he alerts me to this. Call the police. He alerts me to this. I'm like, okay, well, okay, let's let's figure this out. Let's do number one. Let's get rid of the credit card. Oh, you can't delete your credit card. That's great. Okay, so I call the credit card company. Stop payment on everything. Great. Uh, then we, he's in his account, uh, or he's, uh, he's in his account and, uh, he goes to do something and immediately logs him out. So someone's now changed his password. Not only have they changed his password, but they've enabled two factor, two factor authentication. Now, since the brilliant people over at discord are extremely, extremely uh, vigilant, he sent an email and they were able to remove two factor authentication, get him back into the account, at which point he enabled two factor authentication also changed his password. But here's the thing. 
the hacker did not only get into Discord, but got into something on his physical machine. So anytime he oh. changed his password, it made no difference. They were still making purchases. They were still doing something, making becoming friends. So last night I had to wipe my son's computer again. This is not the first time I've done this. We completely wiped everything. I said, you're not keeping a thing. There's nothing you 11-year-old need right now. So we wiped absolutely everything. Um, and I had a thought, which goes in line with this email, which is, I should really set up a virtual machine on this computer so that when it boots up, it boots into Windows or what he thinks is a, a real version of Windows that's in a virtual machine that I can easily just go kill, install a new one. Yeah. I think that might be a good solution. However, he's also addicted to, you know, making sure the game runs perfectly and the graphics are great and all this fun stuff that a virtual machine prohibits. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not, no, 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 I'm, not, I'm, saying I'm, saying, I'm not saying there's something wrong with that. I'm saying that that kills my plans for a virtual machine because yeah. a virtual machine does not run graphics and give you that much control like you would if you were natively using the PC. So... Well, you could buy, uh, you know, what what graphics cards is he running? A pretty crappy on one now. I'm going to be getting a new one go. soon. Uh, you buy a three thousand uh, dollar graphics card for him, then you know the few frames that you drop by running in a VM will be made up by the um, top quality graphics card. Awesome! Uh, It'll be worth is there it anybody the on this podcast who's Money or salary, I can dock for the next couple of months. Let's see. Look around the room. Sean Priest. Steve. No. Wait, wait, wait. I like that idea. Steven? I, I like the Sean idea, if I'm honest to that one. I, I like spending my money on other stuff. So I don't, I don't want to buy VMs. I have two sorry. computers that have got graphics cards beyond belief in them. And they are yes, of zero are. use to me whatsoever. So send them to me. They're coming your way, I think. They are definitely coming your way. When we are together in... Wherever we are going at the end of May, <laughs> we will be uh, we will be reunited with uh, hugs and graphics cards. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, right, look, stick gorgeous. around. <laughs> it's gorgeous, isn't it? Uh, we are going to be back in just a moment with some final thoughts. Hey, Double Tappers. Want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. I see because of my own failure this week to be able to operate this software, I've had to endure that joke twice today on the Double Tap show. Mm. I think that's unfair. I think that's unfair. And I feel like I've, I feel like I've done it to myself, which is even worse. I must stop but doing there's that. There's no feel. You did do it to yourself. There's no feel about it at all. That's it true. It's your fault. Yeah, it yep. is my fault. Yeah, Good. most things are. I'm married. I'm used to it. Uh, okay, so listen, just to pick up on Rebecca's email, because I don't think we actually answered it anyway. Um, <laughs> so let's try that. Uh, so you were mentioning uh, about uh, accessible virtual machines, Rebecca. Well, you know, I think what you're talking about here is the software that runs the virtual machine, right? So you're thinking about, for example, um, you might be thinking about uh, Parallels, which is the one, I think the only one at the moment you can get that allows you to install Windows 11, the ARM version currently. I can't remember the actual number of Parallels. I think it might be 16 or something at, at the moment. My... Um, but it's it's basically the the only one. The one which is the most accessible, and it's still a bit finicky, I'll be honest. I wasn't overly impressed by it. I mean, it, 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 you get there with it, but I think you miss a few options, uh, is VMware. And that's the one I think we're all expecting or looking forward to getting our hands on to be able to install Windows 11 on a virtual side on the, on the Mac. I am very excited by this. This would complete my life to get Windows back onto a virtual machine on the Mac, especially with the M1. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not holding that much hope at the moment. Uh, so, well, not at the moment, anyway, because there's still a long way to go. 
It's not going to happen. Well, no, it will. But here's the thing. Not only will it happen, and I think it'll probably be here by, if not late this year, early next year. Um, <laughs> no I, chance. Well, here, I love your, you know, your enthusiasm <laughs> for this is just incredible. Um, but here's the thing. We, all, we do know a little bit of insider information here because we know that Freedom Scientific are working on JAWS for ARM. They told us that. Uh, here on the show. So we know that's the case. Yeah. We, we also heard that on our Double Tap TV episode we did with Matt Eater from Vespero. So we know that they're working on it. So I'm quite excited by this because that means that then if it's coming, if, if they're creating it now, obviously it's going to run in line, I guess, with a launch of Windows 11 on ARM. And I, I think there's also a push as well You'll maybe know more about this side of it, Mark, around the processor side, because I think, aren't they working with other companies to try and, not just Intel, but other companies to try and bring this ARM architecture to PCs? I mean, obviously, it's the manufacturers themselves that will bring it out, but there's no doubt we'll see some kind of surface with ARM on it. Oh, definitely. I mean, everybody's trying to race and try to at least catch up to where Apple is on the ARM side of things. So Mm. everybody's looking to try and come out with their version of this processor um, some arm based, some not. Um, so, I, but I think the development side of things has come so far in terms of being able to make things that are very easily ported to those different platforms, and that's what makes it a little bit more realistic to see all the software we use today work across across the board. Eventually. Um, okay. Let's <laughs> Eventually. Get, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's get some other emails then, because we've got some other in this week. Okay, fine. Now you want another email. Uh, Sean of the Shed, Jane Sharp writes us, Ooh, I'm loving Sean's beginner introductions to accessible tech. As a QTVI, I will be sharing uh, the Windows Narrator Basics podcast with one of my learners. It'll be a change for them to hear a different voice from mine, and also Sean could teach them a lot more than I can. I would very much welcome a similar episode on NVDA Basics. While Narrator is improving all the time, I still prefer to use NVDA with my learners, as it does some things better. I'm really grateful that Sean is filling a gap in the market by addressing the basics. There are a lot of folks out there who are keen to get started with assistive tech, uh, just to, to do what they want to do on a daily basis, but don't know where to start. Many thanks, and keep up the excellent work. Okay, I've got, I've got two things to say before you, you say anything there, Sean. Uh, two things. Um, One, QTVI, Qualified Teacher of the Visually Impaired, just for people who don't know that. And secondly, oh. uh, now we've got that email, does that uh, allow us negotiation to double the price of the show? Well, we'll leave that up to... Uh... I'm sorry, you get paid for the show? <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. What, uh, moving on. Sean, uh, sorry, I think we lost you for a second there. I think you might have heard something <laughs> that you... Maybe you tuned into another Riverside room. Um, so, yeah, hey, what... Hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's his wife. Uh, right, uh, Sean, respond to that, please, because that, that's a lovely... Uh, yes, okay, I will do. Uh, thank you very much, Jay. Very kind of you. Uh, yes, funnily enough, my next one will be at... No, probably will be on uh, NVDA because I am going through the various ones. I will be going, doing jewels after that just to give everyone the Ooh. choice of which screen reader they want to start with. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're finding it useful. That's a nice email. That's a really nice one to get. Thank you, James. It is. Uh, what else have we got, Mark? Oh, you more. You want more? Please, yeah, honestly, sir. You think, you think this was like a radio show? Can we have some more? We, we, we get emails in. Is this complicated? Am I, am I missing something here? I don't know any accessible Linux distros, uh, going back to Rebecca's email. <laughs> wow. I've got I'm another one from interested. Rebecca here, too. 
Go on, I'm then. very interested in the Let's coconut, see if we can answer Rebecca. This one. If you if you would like to get back and tell us about the the, the Linux thing, no I'd one uses interested. Linux. Just, get away from know. Linux. Come on, just Sorry. stick. You've got a Mac. You've got All Windows right. getting on there. What else do you need? How many operating systems do you need? Oh you know, Mac OS is based on Unix, which is. I don't care. Rebecca writes, if you want to join like-minded people but don't want to offend friends and family or get into a heated argument, consider joining private groups on Facebook. These groups are moderated, which makes me feel better. I wish Twitter had private moderated groups. I do not believe every opinion or activity should be shared on social media. Here, here, well, Rebecca. That's, that is very true. I think people do share a lot on social media. And it's funny, the people I read... <laughs> who say things like this on social media. I see these people go, don't live your life on social media, you know, said Confucius back in 1803. Um, and it's like, you know, these are the people who are sharing their lives on Twitter constantly. Stop doing it. Go and live a life. Stop living on what Twitter. What do you mean go and live a life? We just had a conversation about, you know, how great it is to have that digital life we've all I got. I didn't say you had to connect each other in different realms. And now you're saying go and get, go out and get a life. Do you know what I'm I mean, doing this on, week? Stephen. Do you know what I'm doing this weekend? I am going out with my lovely wife. We're going to buy a hot tub. Now, for that, oh, and for that reason, and for that reason, uh, next week's show will be brought to you. <laughs> <laughs> from, from, from a hot tub. <laughs> oh, Stephen, you know what? As a hot We've tub owner and a hot tub user, I wish you so much luck because keeping those things balanced chemical wise is, um, you know what? Here's the thing. You call me or let us know on the show when you've got that rash. Okay. Okay. Thanks. That's Oof. fine. But please don't. It's, it's one of those things. I've been looking for some way. Wasn't, wasn't there something that you bought? And I think it's stopped now in production, hasn't it? There was like an automatic... Yeah, that's that's gone. They literally overnight so they annoying. sent an email saying this is no longer going to be supported as of Friday. Why? What was wrong with it? Uh, nothing. It was just. I guess they didn't want to support the ecosystem. I don't know. Do you know it's funny Why? because it's the only one I've ever heard of, unless there's others that do it. No, you does, were correct. So, you were absolutely correct. Why is this oh. thing? No one knows. It's called Fin. P H I N. It floated in the pool, and it would uh, check your temperature and chemicals and all that balance and tell you what you need to add or what you need to remove. Or what you need to lower or raise, and it was great for the hot tub because it was fantastic. Um, But that you know, it's the holy grail of pool supply. I've done an interview before. Is finding some kind of device that can sit in a pool or a hot tub and actually disperse chemicals as needed to perfectly balance it, and it just doesn't exist yet. That cannot be out with the wit of humanity, surely. I mean, that you can send a rover to Mars. But we can't Just figure out a couple out of urinal levels. cakes in your hot tub. I'd clean everything up. Well, we, we have these things. I mean, I was told what the guy suggested to me in the <laughs> store was you get this thing that floats in the water and you put some kind of, I don't know what it is, some kind of, not a capsule, but a, a tablet of some kind you put in there. and Dishwasher. Probably. And then, you know, you just leave it. And then when it runs out, you put another one in. That was the advice given to me by a professional. I don't know if that Bruce, means I mean, we're talking. I don't know. We're talking about an outdoor bath. I mean, it's like going yeah. back a hundred years. What's the matter with you? Good luck with that. It's gonna be great. I am so excited. Okay. I think we just Thank lost you. Sean, by the way, right at the end of the show. Yeah. What? No, I'm here. As long as, as, long as still there's Sean of the shed, because I'm not hey. doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Uh, that is it from us this week uh, we are back of course as always next week and we uh, encourage you to keep your feedback coming uh, the lovely lady will tell you how now <laughs> bye 
Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at doubletap.online. We're also on Twitter at DoubleTap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Download the AMI app now. Catch up on episodes of Double Tap TV. Catch you again next time. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.